With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. I said we were going to take the week off at the end of the Hobart test, but I've made Jaleesa jump on a Zoom while she's um, COVID-ravaged in Burua. Uh, Jaleesa, how are you? I'm COVID-ravaged. No, I'm okay. I'm, um, <coughs> I'm probably not, um, wouldn't say I'm 100%, but I am, today is my freedom day for me. So wow. technically I'm uh free to wander the world again um I still feel like my voice isn't quite back to normal and I'm a bit sleepy but other than that I didn't probably stopped having symptoms about three or four days ago so mm. oh, well I'm glad you're feeling better your voice does sound a bit strange yeah I think um Nick has sort of the same thing like we've um and actually I was talking to one of my other friends who works in broadcast and he um had covid maybe a week ago and his voice is still not quite right. Mm. So um, I don't know if it's going to be like this forever. And my eyesight was also really bad when I was sick. I don't know what that's about. So hopefully that gets better. But anyway, didn't die, didn't end up in hospital. So that's good. Excellent. Um, that's the main thing. Uh, you had like a really rough Christmas, New Year period, didn't you? And then you get, go away and then you get COVID. So you've had I a great know. summer. I know I've avoided it um, because I was, well, when I was working on SEM, <coughs> my co-host Jimmy Smith got COVID and I actually managed, even though we were in a studio for three and a half hours a day together, I actually managed to avoid it then. And I had been doing everything to avoid it, to try and get home. I was doing my own hair and makeup at Channel 10 in terms of like presenting. I asked them if I could do my own hair and makeup and they were really good about that. They let me do that. I did spend New Christmas Day. I was going to go to my boss's house. I ended up not going because I was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to be by myself. So I spent Christmas Day by myself. I spent New Year's Eve by myself. I spent it, all those weeks by myself to get home. And then when as soon as I got home and I got COVID, went into isolation. Um, it was actually a really good house to isolate at, though. I'm at my dad's house. And I didn't grow up with my dad. We didn't... Um, so this is like the most time we've actually spent in the one house together, but it's actually been really nice because um, where I am, which is the room that I'm in where I was isolating right beside me is like a patio. So dad was able to sit out there pretty much all day and talk to me. So I wasn't really alone. So that wow. was really nice. And, um, yeah. So it was actually really good. 
And then Channel 10 gave me another week of holidays to make up for my shitty experience. So that was really nice of them too, considering we have a lot of people at work out with COVID and various other things. So that was very good of them. Wow. Um, Your dad's a fan of this podcast, so um, that's good. He's probably listening. Probably. He knows I'm in here doing it. He's out watching the Big Bash at the moment. Good stuff. Uh, Well, what did you think of the Ashes finish? Australia win 4-0, absolute thrashing in Hobart. Mm. Um, Well, I know I'm a little greedy. First of all, the last test, I didn't see as much of it as I wanted to because I was sick. And I know that sounds really strange because you think, well, when you're sick, you're laying on the couch and all you're doing is watching TV. But I'm in the room that I'm in where I was isolating, there isn't a TV. So I was watching it on my phone. And I was just sleeping so much that I was falling asleep. I mean, I have been telling you to buy a laptop for two years. Like if you'd had a laptop, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> well, I actually had access to a laptop, but I, um, I didn't uh, really use it. Cause just cause I was exhausted. I didn't want to watch anything. I just wanted to sleep. And <laughs> so you watched it on your phone. Yeah. So <laughs> I had it going on my phone. I was sort of more listening to it. So in terms of watching the series as a whole, I haven't seen it. Um, and I actually really want to watch it because the bits that I did see were really good. Um, and really, it was really exciting finish um, and particularly exciting sort of when Australia had that slight collapse too and you thought maybe England could get in. Um, here I thought um, that they might put up a bit of a fight, but I really wanted, I really want to go back and watch that um, last test match as a whole the I am a little bit selfish. I really wish we'd put the throat on foot on the throat in Sydney now. Oh, and got the five nil. Yeah, just that five would have been. And I do kind of feel like we eased up a bit in Sydney. So I would have really liked us to get a complete five nil obliteration. But uh, I mean, the storylines that came out of it, uh, Travis Head particularly was one that I wasn't expecting to do as well as he did. And it's really great to see him do well. I thought um, it was smart to have Kawa- go with Kawaja again, given the subcontinent uh, series coming up. I think he he's going to play a big role there. And I think as much as they were trying to stick with Harris, he just wasn't quite there. Would have liked to see Steve Smith get a few more runs. Mm. The saddest part of this whole story, the whole test match, the whole series, is we've just forgotten about Michael Nisa, haven't we? Oh, you, you <laughs> haven't, and Barat Sunderosen hasn't. I uh, haven't. Barat hasn't. I was hammering on the radio. I was like, let's not forget about the, Nisa. But the, the bad thing is the guy who's stolen his thunder is Scott Boland, another super nice guy like Nisa, a shield warrior, <laughs> someone that's worked their ass off to get into yep. the test side. And, and so Nisa's going, but, but that should be me. He's like, yeah. that And I just found it so funny when there was all this talk about Will um, – Jai Richardson, Will um, Boland or Will um, Hazelwood play. And I was in the background going, don't forget about Nisa. Yeah. Well. Um, poor, the poor, poor Michael Nisa. But he got there, he got one test. And exactly. I think his only one. <laughs> oh, no. Let's hope not. Um, but, yeah, you're right about Travis Head. That was a coming coming of age series for him. I think he silenced all the doubters. I was just impressed the way he came out and just 
smashed the bowling. He didn't muck around. He just played mm. his natural game and dominated a shithouse England team. Yeah, he did. He was really good. It was good to see. I was I had a few question marks over him um, going into the series. And I find it funny now looking back that you and I were actually a little bit scared of England. Like, oh, I know. What do we know? <laughs> I know. I I mean, I was trying, I guess I was trying to be optimistic that we'd get a good competitive series. Uh, and that, but, was the, that was yeah. the disappointing thing is that I felt like by the time we'd got to Sydney, I had lost a lot of interest in terms of love to see, love to see Australia play all the time, but it made me really long for last summer mm. and just how good it was. And I, I notice as well, like the interest around the world kind of really wanes when it's such a one-sided series that, you know, I, I can tell where we get podcast listeners from that yeah, uh, right. when, when it's three nil up, you know, people from around the world aren't as interested. Obviously, Aussies still love the sport of beating up England. It's like a, a rite of passage, whether it's four or five nil. Every child has to witness it. But um, de- definitely just, you know, you can really tell um, around the world that the interest um, subsides. <laughs> Charlie's back. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, we, he can just sit there for as long as he wants. Oh, no, no, we're not. Oh, no. Oh no! No, no, no it's all right. can't be calling people. <laughs> He's almost ended the meeting. Um, my cat almost <laughs> ended the meeting. Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, still, you know, a lot to take away from Australia. I thought Cummins was very impressive in his first mm-hmm. series of skipper. Um, but I do caution against the like the unbridled optimism that I, I still think it could wear a fast bowler down over time, but could wear anyone down. I agree, and I think it'll be very, you know, Pat Cummins does have a very good temperament um, in terms of dealing with um, media, everything like that. Um, I think it will be very interesting to see what he is like when he's under pressure because I remember Tim Bain was really good at dealing with media until there was a bit of pressure and he started to get a little bit snippy at everyone. Mm. And you went, oh, hang on, there's he's a little prickly actually. I can't imagine that from Pat Cummins, but I guess everyone's got it in them when they've got under pressure. I think as a captain, uh, I think the captaincy, the, the sort of way that him and Steve Smith work together is just perfect. Steve Smith is still guiding that team on the field. There's no doubt about it. Pat's obviously a le- very open to letting him, but Steve Smith was never overly great with the media. Like he was, he was fine. But mm. he never really quite had the has the charisma or looked like he enjoyed it as much as Pat Cummins does. Um, Pat seemed to be in his absolute element getting interviewed and really enjoying it and had a big smile on his face, which obviously you would be. It's easy to enjoy when you're going like this. But I just thought, um, I just think it's a perfect captain-vice-captain pairing. Yeah, Cummins just looked like a leader, though. The way he, you know, stopped them spraying champagne. So Usman Khawaja yeah. would come back into the celebrations. There's also a video <laughs> of, of Cummins, you know, telling Lyon not to sing the team song at a pub the next day. Like, let's keep that for us. Like, Cummins is a leader. He, he you know, um, so oh, yeah, I think it's just really impressive. I'm um, looking, as you say, it, it's going to get tougher, but. I think he's, you know, he's certainly got a few years in him, but um, yeah. And I go back right to that very first test too, when he was, um, when Cameron Green apologized to him Mm. for the celebration, his first wicket, 
And Pat had a laugh about it and thought it was so funny that he was apologizing. But to me, that just says so much about the aura that Pat has over the team that Cameron Green kept himself in check. Yeah, absolutely. And what a lovely, like, I, I see Cameron Green as a, as a future captain too. He has a lovely temperament. Yeah, he's a very nice guy, that's for sure. Um, did you see that leaked video that came out the day two days later? And it, so, the, 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 incredibly, this video was filmed by Graham Thorpe, the England assistant coach. So he filmed uh, Root Anderson Head Line all being asked to go to bed um, the next morning at six a.m. Yeah, I did see that video, and. Um... I don't know, cricket. If you're going to have a video scandal, you're going to have to have a real crack because it was pretty tame, wasn't it? (laughs) In the world of rugby league, yeah, that's nothing. A few blokes walking to bed quietly once once told to. (laughs) Yeah, like oh no, there's a few blokes who were told to go to bed and politely did. Yeah, scandal. Like on my care factor, I was like, I really don't care. Like mm. they weren't doing anything. Obviously, they were celebrating and they were a bit loud. But I, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of sweet that you know the next morning you've got you know forty year old James yes. Anderson, Joe Root with Nathan Lyon, Travis Head, all talking about probably you know cricket and hanging out. Like I thought that was a nice image, you know, um, that they could do that. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Thorpe's going to get into some trouble, though, because I don't think England will be too happy with him leaking it. Well, I think that is the thing that is the most worrying thing of the whole thing. I mean, as you said, it was guys politely accepting to go to bed. Nobody was even overly, like, or looked overly intoxicated no. or anything like that. Like, they just looked like they were hanging out. Yeah. Um, if it had if it had been that video could have easily looked like it was 10 o'clock in the morning and no one would have cared. Um, I, I thought it was a very tame video and like whatever. And I, and I agree with you. It was a really nice endearing to see them um, getting along so well, but the, why you take a video like that. Mm, yeah. Not I, a good I, idea. I, if you, if you Graham thought that's not a good idea. And then like for how, did, how did it get out? Like really, this is, this is how this goes in my mind. You're taking the video and you're sending it to someone and you're trying to kind of big note yourself and you're like, yeah. oh, look, we got kicked out by cops. Like how bad are we? And it, first of all, it was very lame. So Yeah, exactly. And, and I also think that was, he was trying to make the cops look bad for telling them to go to bed, which they probably were a bit heavy-handed, typical Tasmania. But um, Why were there four of them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that was really funny. But um, I just... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just was kind of like, why have you taken this video? It seems weird. And obviously you've shared it with someone. Um, mm. Just in the world of sport, just don't do that. Just put your phones away. Unless someone hacked his iCloud or something. Um, <laughs> that would be a wild crime. I'm having traumas here with my cat. He won't go away. Anyway. Um That's- don't you dare be rude to him. If well, you're keep, mean yeah, but he keeps putting his foot on the screen. He's going to end the podcast midway because he keeps putting his foot we'll, on We'll get it back again. Don't be mean to him. He's <laughs> How old is he now? He'll be 20 this year. He's 20. Well, if you live when we were 20 years old, I wasn't being told what to do either. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, so the Ashes are over. News came out today that New Zealand aren't coming for the one-day games and the T20 they were supposed to play mm. uh, because they don't want to quarantine when they have to go back into yeah. New Zealand. So I think their rationale of the plays was, what's the point of, you know, coming to play four games and having to spend 10 days in a hotel room when we get back? So yeah. that's disappointing because I was looking forward to that series, but understandable from a Kiwi perspective. I I didn't, like, when was the last time they travelled? The Kiwis? Yeah. Well, they went to to um, England for the Test Championship, didn't they, last year? Yeah. After the World Cup. But they're, so they're, nothing, they're like nothing a... Nothing after the World Cup, right? No, no. I they're, don't know. Like, that seems a bit, like... Well, I can I can understand them not wanting to do quarantine for four white ball games. Um, yeah, I sort of feel like there's been a lot of other cricket teams that have done a lot more. Like, yeah, but it's not it's, like, it's, it's not like you enough. Come off. It's not enough like you enough. Just come off the huge tour though. Yeah, I reckon. I that, imagine, can you imagine Australia doing that? Because I actually can't. What? Like if they had. To, if these games were in New Zealand, yeah, we wouldn't go. No way, we'd go. You reckon? See, no I way. I disagree. I think Australia would one hundred percent go. No, I think we're terrible tourists, and I think yeah, I have no problem with New Zealand doing it. I don't think I think it's stupid that they would have to go back and spend ten days in a hotel room just to play a few games. Well, New Zealand doesn't really have COVID any at the moment. I mean, I don't know what they're waiting for, but. We're, it's not getting any more vaccinated. No. So, um, I'm not really sure what they're waiting for, but um, that's a whole other discussion. But, yeah, I don't know. I just thought, oh, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah. I mean, it's disappointing. Uh, Sri Lanka are apparently still coming for five T20 games, so that would be good preparation for the World Cup later this year. Yep. We're doing that World Cup again. Exactly. We get to defend it a year after winning it. Not even a whole year. It's not like 11 months. Um, yeah. But, you know, at least we, we've got a chance because it's on home soil. You know, we might win this one. I'm going to be more hopeful than the last one. Of course we'll win this one. I think we'll definitely win this one. Oh, overconfident now. Very, yeah. very much overconfident. <laughs> um, so I guess you haven't seen much of the Big Bash. Um, I've seen a little of the Big Bash, watched today, bits and pieces. First of all, what is going – before we get into the Big Bash, can we talk about your headphone situation? What's going on here? What do you, you mean? Made, you've made no effort to untangle those headphones. <laughs> I <laughs> no, know. It's a mess over you've here. You've really given up. I have given up. I'm tired. Uh, um, um, yeah, the top five in the Big Bash then. You've got the Scorchers, the Sixers, the Thunder, the Strikers, and the Hurricanes. As we record this, the exact order is not uh, specified. But I can't see – Anyone outside the Scorchers or the two Sydney teams winning it? Um, I could see the Thunder, but only yeah. I think that's wishful thinking. Um, but then, uh, like, I still probably if I was betting on it, I'd go uh, Sixers, Scorchers. Um, Thunder, I, Thunder got Kawaja back, which is good. Yes. Yep. He's doing well at the moment. So um, I really would like to see the Thunder do well. So I don't know if I actually genuinely think that they will or I'm wishful thinking. 
I'm just being bloody selfish and I just want one of the Sydney teams to host the final. So it's in Sydney. So there's a chance that Sydney can play a home final. So I think the Scorchers will play one of the Sydney sides, probably the Sixers. And if the Sixers win that game, they'll host the final at the SCG. So we can go. We can go together. Yeah, so Thunder have no chance of hosting it. We can go together and catch a lift up to the media centre. Uh, we will not be catching a lift. Thank yep. you. Um, yep. Catch a lift. My heart yep. is already under too much stress, so that's a no thanks. I, I also don't like sitting in the media centre at any games. I like and just drive through a tunnel, just stop in a tunnel and just sit there. Tunnels are fine. I'm very good at that. Um, I don't like sitting in the media centre of any sports because I like sitting out in the, with the people. You get yeah, vibes. Like, yeah. yeah. There's nothing worse than sitting next to miserable cricket, English cricket journalists. Um Anyway, that's another story. That's another story. Some some of them are okay. Um, okay. But, you know, they, they don't know how to appreciate life, some of those English cricket journals. Well, they weren't having a great time. So. No, no, but they should be lucky also, to be out of their godforsaken country. Also, everyone who kept going in those media centres kept getting COVID. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I... the, th- the Thunder could host the final. But they'd have to finish second, which I don't think they will, judging by the game they're playing at the moment because they won't get the bonus points. So, yeah, it can only be the Scorchers hosting it at Marvel or the Sixers hosting it at the SCG. Yeah, um, well, let's hope that the Sixers-Thunder Sixers final would be awesome. I have to say the Big Bash has been, I, for the first time, I'm actually saying, yes, we do need to reduce this. It's been incredibly, and look, it has been really affected by COVID in terms of putting games on at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm. I, I, was, I, I was waiting, like, for the test one day and I was like, why is there a Big Bash game? I'm so confused. And then, like, just having, like, the Sydney Derby on during the test match, like, who disaster. the hell was watching that? Absolute disaster. Um, but some of it, I mean, as much as it has been affected by COVID, the games that haven't been affected by COVID in terms of the scheduling have not had a crowd and have not rated well. So yeah, but no one's going out. The whole country's um, scared of getting COVID. So no one's going anywhere. So, um, But I agree with you. They need to cut it down. It's, it doesn't matter. People are going to the test matches, though. Yeah. yeah and they're true. in the same cities. Yeah, still. I want huge crowds, but I agree with you. They need to cut it down. It's it's and it's too hard to attract players for long enough. So tell them to f off. That call. Um, it, yeah, I I do. It does concern me the the big bash and uh, where it's sort of going. I've missed so many games this year, more than ever. Oh, and you were like that. I remember you sent me a. Te- I'm probably speaking completely out of turn, but whatever. Um, I remember you sent me a text right at the start of the season saying I turned off the Big Bash and it was one of the first games and you turned on some shit movie. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, the Big Bash is in trouble because Menes has turned on some crap movie from 10 years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, it's true. It's in trouble. So anyway, I'm looking forward to the finals though. I um, hope my Sixers can win it at the SCG. Uh, but I kind of feel like the Scorchers... You know, they've had a rough season, had to play on the road because of their um, fence going into their state. But anyway, looking forward to that. You know what I'm excited about, though, that starts tomorrow? The Women's Ashes. Now, hopefully we'll get a close series. Uh, 
It's a multi-format series, so three T20s, they start tomorrow, then uh, test match, then three ODIs. Cannot wait. My dad actually brought up a topic that I wondered um, what, what your thoughts were. I'm against it. But dad said that with these, you know, with white ball games sometimes not meaning as much, what if we made men's ashes the same as the women's, like a multi-format? I'm against it. I don't like it. I don't think men's cricket needs it just yet. I think the Ashes can stand alone. I don't mind it, though, for other series. Like if, say, you know, say smaller nation, I don't want to insult any nations, but say uh, say Sri Lanka was coming for a series, maybe playing a multi-format series with them with the points would make more interest in the whole thing. But I don't think the Ashes needs that. Fair enough. I'll report back to him. Yeah, please. Um, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I heard, I listened to the two skippers today. Um, Heather Knight, the England skipper, said they haven't had a lot of preparation, so already the excuses are starting. But um, they're going to be aggressive and try and match Australia's aggression. And uh, they, they spoke about Charlie Dean, the spinner, uh, as one to watch. Um, and then Me- uh, Meg Lanning, uh, was talking about who's going to replace maybe Beth Mooney opening the batting, so she broke a jaw at training. I think Matthew Mott was throwing a throwdown, and that's how she broke a jaw, so he won't be too popular. Um, so, yeah, there could be – I wonder who will open with um, at the top of the order with Elisa Healy. Wonder, maybe they'll go Elise Perry. Uh, potentially. Um, she can kind of move around a little bit. That's a real shame about Beth Mooney. I went – I don't know how that happens. How do you get get broken jaw and throwdowns? God, like how aggressive is that? I know it's not good, not good at all. Um, and Megan shoots come back into the side. She, I heard her on the radio. She's just had COVID, like you. She spent two weeks in ISO with wow. her partner and baby, and so she hasn't had much training. So look, it's going to be an interesting series. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I think it'll actually be competitive. Um, I was just trying to see the last time the, the English women held the Ashes, but they haven't had it for a while. Let's have a look. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It'll be uh, a good little good little bit more cricket for us to watch. I'll probably end up seeing more of this series than I did of the last Ashes test. <laughs> yeah, so they last won the Ashes in Australia in 13-14. That was the last time. They won it, then Australia regained them in England in 2015 and Australia nice. held them held them for six years. So let's keep it that way. Great. That's exciting. Excellent. Well, Jaleesa, have you got anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up? Mm. What do you got planned for the year? What's what's your thoughts about cricket for Crick, Cricket Unfiltered podcast? Oh, I'm just really, really hoping that we just, you know, when I saw the news today about, New Zealand not coming. I was like, oh, are we really doing COVID again? Yeah. Are we really doing this again? I'm just really sick of everything getting affected by COVID. So um, not advocating getting COVID. It wasn't. <laughs> um, but it would be nice to just not be doing this all again and having series. And then I look at the, my, I worry about when the World Cup comes to Australia, are we still going to be quarantining people? Mm. Are we not going to have crowds? Is Are people going to still be too scared? Or by that point, are we going to be, it's all gone through and we're living normally again? I don't know. 
Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do a live show this year. That would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll aim for look. I'll, I'll be happy if we get back to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Trust me, Paul. Paul's not going to come into the studio till twenty twenty five. I'm um I'm I'm now like I feel like I'm a little bit of a COVID um like what if I've got like this god stat complex at the moment where I now think I've had it. <laughs> oh yeah, you're invincible. You want to take so on I'm the world. Honest. Apparently, like technically, I'm according to the letter I got from New South Wales Health, I'm only invincible for the next six weeks. I can't Excellent. get my Excellent. get a booster after that. Nice. Well, um, well, thanks for tuning dialing in and having a chat. I'm sorry you got COVID and have been locked up on your holiday, but <laughs> you know, you and everybody else have been in the same boat. Yeah, I'm surprised with the amount of stuff that you were doing that you've managed to avoid it. So you've done well. Yeah, I'm lucky. And your family, um, I know your w- wife's got COVID at the moment, so hopefully that she can get home soon. Exactly. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.